Hello, and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast where my friends and I have a conversation over geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. We're not experts or an educational podcast. Uh, We're just a group of friends who like talking about sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and superhero movies. And this is a special episode. We've only done one of these in the past, uh, which we title Personal Perfections, where one of us in the group shares a movie with the rest that we consider a personal perfection. And this was a Trent's pick, Spirited Away. You knew that because you're here for it. And we watched it. A few of us hadn't seen it, and the other two had. It's 50-50, actually, in fact. So there are major spoilers for Spirited Away and Alice in Wonderland, and minor spoilers for The Wizard of Oz and Pinocchio. Other than that, I'd like to apologize for Seth on behalf of him. Uh, He was bumping into Trent's mic cord, and I didn't catch it immediately. So, uh, sorry if that annoys you early on. And he does his classic move later in the podcast where he points his mic in front of his nose. But luckily, he kept that to a minimum. And so, other than that, guys, my name's Everett. Let's go join Trent for Spirited Away, as well as Seth and Kendall. Enjoy the conversation. Kendall and I went to the theater twice mm-hmm. this past week. And it was great. It was Both great. times. Both times. Yeah, uh, we saw we snaw Ladybird, <laughs> and we talked about that last week. Yeah, a twenty four. I liked like, it, and he didn't understand the hype. He lately. just was like, "It was an okay movie." Uh, yeah, but I didn't care for Ladybird. I, I mean, I, I thought it. it was a fine movie. You just didn't love it. You it didn't it understand why everyone loved it. Yeah, hmm. but I understand where you're. I from. loved it. But we're riding the indie train. I'm not saying it's lately. fucking amazing. I'm just saying I loved it. But mm-hmm. what was amazing, in my opinion. Maybe not Kindles. It was really, really good. Does it we start saw, with the number three? It, I wouldn't. It does. It wouldn't be like, oh my god, I need to watch that again. We saw three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Great movie. I need to go see. Highly it. recommended. It was a very good movie. Uh, <laughs> Son is so bland. <laughs> <laughs> it was very good. It was a very good movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was. It had anything I think you would want in a movie. It had it. Yeah, it was a little Except maybe little porn, darker than I traditionally prefer, but it was also funny mm. in a weird way. Mm-hmm. It was it's good. intense it's good. at moments. Like the same way Fargo is funny. Dark humor. It's very similar yeah. humor. I haven't seen Fargo. It's same actor, isn't it? Same actress, yeah. I, I did not even intend that. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, she, uh but she's yes, she's great. She's completely different. Uh, actually, I stoked on that. I went the next night and watched uh, her husband's film, another Cohen movie that I had not yet seen. Burn after reading. I'm not familiar. Is that a new oh, one? I've she's heard in it. it. I've not seen it. Brad Pitt is in it. George Clooney is in it. Oh. It's got all the names. Oh yeah, it was a big big deal when it came out. Burn after reading. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there's a big moment in the movie that's in like a. A lot of, like, YouTube lists, like, watch Mojo lists and stuff, mm. and I had seen this big moment in the movie, and so I had that spoiled for me, but mm. other than that, it, like, it was fun. I don't remember. Uh, I, I, I think I, I liked it more than Fargo. When did that come out? 2005, oh, probably. a while ago. <laughs> Ish, well, around there. I need to watch more Cohen films. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Aren't they coming out with one soon? Or the, something they wrote? Uh, yeah, I saw their name recently. In a trailer. 
very recently. This is a great conversation. Yeah, it's a great conversation. We have no idea what we're talking yeah. about. This uh, means people are making movies. Yes. <laughs> That's what we'll say. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, they're going to make a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. saw that. I, I saw a thing about There's it. There's a name. Their name was on there. it. <laughs> but A24, back to them. Mm-hmm. Friggin' yes. Kendall and I were ready to see their newest release. Oh, yeah. But before that, we, we wanted to, to see the movie ourselves. inspired by it, which I had seen. I mentioned you last week. I'd seen see. 30 minutes of it in high school. I heard. Something like best worst movie of all time, yeah. The Room. Watch it. And so I attempted to watch it by myself in high school and oh. got 30 minutes in and gave up. <laughs> so Kendall and I watched it together, and it was it was such a. I good learned time. that I love a terrible movie. <laughs> it's so bad. I love it so much. And you hate good movies, as we'll learn later. <laughs> Apparently, or they're not good, like and Blade the bad Runner. ones are what. <laughs> I hate Blade Runner. It's Y'all, so fucking boring. Neither of you boring. have watched the room yet. No, no, I haven't. When you get home, watch don't it watch together. it alone, though. You have to have someone to yeah, laugh with. Yeah, do not with. watch it alone. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just like, put, put, and you need someone to turn to and be like, "What the fuck?" Well, a funny thing is, we saw it in a 500 seat room on a Monday night. We were the only two people on the lower level that we could hear some people in the balcony, but even then probably not. There were probably two more five hundred seats and there's probably only four of us in the room. Yeah. But this huge curved screen with Dolby Atmos. (laughs) And so once once the Dolby Atmos uh picture comes on and just rumbling your seat kindle it does a little impression of the actor from the room and tommy we was, just was tommy was so and yeah. we just laughed at the thought of hearing his his voice in atmos <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and seeing his, his giant face on that screen but yeah it was it was great uh the transformation of james franco into tommy wiseau was Amazing. incredible yeah i've always liked him Mm-hmm. I think he's, he's, he's great. Actor, yeah. It's it's a really weird time right now because there's like three uh, critically lauded uh, indie films in theaters at one time. It's the indie so, yeah. season. Yeah. It's the indie season to be indie. Mm-hmm. Yep. All, all three I liked. Jones. Lady Bird just was overhyped in my opinion. Yeah. I see what you're saying, but I really liked it, so I don't care. Some people are going to relate to it more than others, and I think that's the whole point <coughs> of coming you into don't. the movie. <coughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did not, I guess. <laughs> So are we phasing into the uh, main discussion? What's that about? Uh, what are we a talking little, about again? A little Japanese animated movie called Spirited Away. You might have heard of it, maybe. I heard of it. I heard of it. You heard of it? I heard of it. It's by that, by that gibble. Gibble. That gibble. Gibbles. Ooh, I like yeah, the, the gibbles. gibbles. The gibbles? Gibbles yeah. and bits. Gibbles uh, movies. Mm, yeah. Yeah, okay. The, the Maya Zeki director? Right? <laughs> Never heard of him. No. Uh, no <laughs> in, in, when I was a kid, I remember seeing the first time probably I ever saw anything Japanese animation related was a trailer for Kiki's delivery service Mm -hmm. on, on some Disney VHS. I, I tried to figure out that a while back because I remembered that and I was like, what was that? And so I looked into it and I think it might've been the black cauldron VHS. <laughs> Cause we had talked about it before, I think, where we had both seen. Yeah, that. that was my first memory of it. I don't think I've ever seen a trailer for an anime at all. Really? I mean, they're pretty rare, so that doesn't surprise me. Um, hadn't yeah. you said, Seth? Hadn't you said that they had seen Ponyo in the past? 
Oh yeah, yeah we watched. We watched Bonnie with some friends, just mm-hmm. loosely. We weren't like yeah. super paying attention. That had a big release in America due to Disney really backing it and seeing it as marketable. So. Yeah, I remember a trailer for that too, much later, but I don't, I don't remember it drawing me in or anything. But Kiki's actually looked interesting. Mm. It's not my favorite, but um, it could be liked. But either way, Ponyo was the first one I'd ever seen from the studio, and so I thought it was okay. <laughs> That's my least favorite it one. It was the first one I ever watched, too, and it, it just it was so bonkers, but so beautiful oh, at the same it was time. The Little Mermaid. Yeah, I was, like, I was really I, into it. I'd just like, rather watch The Little Mermaid. Yep. I would actually watch Ponyo for The yeah, Little same. Mermaid. I mean, the animation and music yeah, alone makes it incredible. Oh, I like the music. You can sing with Ponyo. I don't want to sing with Ponyo. Different. Oh, I do. Weird little yeah. bubble baby. Ponyo, Ponyo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Make that a sound clip. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so then the next one I move on to is a movie called Tales from Earthsea. <laughs> oh, God oh, damn. No. Hate you. That's a. Uh, it's all your thoughts. I enjoy that. Movie. Which was a, which was a podcast we did last year. Yes. <laughs> which called I would probably label one of the weirdest boring films I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I don't me. think I didn't think it was boring. It was just oh, I was bored. Very out of my strangely mind. cut. And <laughs> yes, bet, yeah. it was so weird. Yeah. Do you, do you, I'm sure you guys talked in depth it's about like, that. That movie oh, was like yeah. reading a comic yeah. book and half the pages were ripped out, but they were like totally random pages that were ripped out. And you're just like, what the fuck? I'm missing something. Yeah, You're not alone in feeling that way. That's like, I think fans of the studio will say that that's really the only mediocre film they've ever made. It still has like its, its positives, but as a whole, it's kind of a mess. Yeah, uh, enough enough people disliked it for it to be a guilty pleasure on our podcast. Yes, for sure. I'm guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Dislike and, your pleasure. So actually, this is the third film I've seen from this studio. Yeah, ever. and I'm very curious what you thought. Probably the same. <laughs> yep, we'll, we'll get to there because <laughs> this, we did one podcast earlier this year of a new sub-series we titled Personal Perfections, which is a movie that one of our the people in our group consider a masterpiece to them. And Seth was the one that introduced that movie titled Kubo and the Two Strings oh, from yeah. 2016. I did do that pretty one, yeah. good, pretty good. And we actually, by the end of the podcast, we all agreed we loved that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so by the end of the podcast, we'll see what everybody thinks about this movie. We see, I, I prepared myself to be kind of defending myself here. So, Well, there's no need to defend yourself, I don't think, because it's, it's, personal. Not, it's a personal of perfection. Course. It's not of a course. guilty pleasure. Plus, Trent, you always know there's another person. that Guilty pleasures is when we have to defend the movie. I mean, literally, I mean, I can mention it now. Spirited Away has a 96 on Metacritic. What? A 90... Oh, <laughs> My mouse is stuck. Also very high. A 97, on 96 yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. What? But, it's like yeah. number 31 on the top 100 animated. Not yet. What's 31 number one? And 67 in fantasy and sci-fi mm-hmm. movies. I mean, I've, I've seen it literally like top 100 films of the 21st century reached like the top five yeah i think it's number four from the bbc so it's i'm not alone in my love of this movie for sure that's definitely the case not the gleason brothers we're not alone not alone at all (laughs) yeah my only thought that was necessarily a negative in this movie which is just the animation uh for some reason, I don't know, and this just is just Japanese animation in general. For some reason, they do a slower frame rate yeah. for their characters, for for the foreground. 
because well, obviously the backgrounds are still are mostly still unless it, the camera's panning, then it's a full 24 frame rate, which is normal for animation is 24. But often in these movies, they'll do eight or 12 for the foreground characters. And I noticed that early on, especially with her and her parents running around mm. the, uh, the food court yeah. area. And it, it just, I don't, I don't know. It bothers me. I, I understand what you're saying. I don't notice it so much with the characters any maybe anymore because I've seen so many of the films and it's the majority of the films I watch, honestly. Um, but the reason they do that is simply because every frame costs a lot of money. Yeah. They're animating every frame. You know, it's all hand drawn, especially Ghibli. They're not digital. They're digitally enhancing a lot of this stuff, but they're everything's hand drawn. So right. like, for there to be less frames and it still looks basically they're drawing enough frames for it to be smooth animation without going overboard and without breaking their budget. Being, yeah. having a Disney budget. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I get that. It's just so it's hard for me to find one that I'm like, wow, this looks amazing. Uh, your name yeah. was, I'm pretty sure, 24 throughout the whole movie. Great movie. Uh, the first one I think that ever did that was Akira, actually. Really? It, they I had remember that being smooth. Unique yeah. All throughout the But I consider movie. Ghibli to be smooth animation. Maybe it's just because I'm... A lot of the time it is. It's just every once in a while, especially yeah. when they do far away shots of the characters. Yeah, like the yeah. dragon flying through the air. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. just... It, that makes it's, sense. It's a little I don't know, it's a, choppy. And so it's something it just, you just kind of have to get used to yeah right so. or or just look at it as this is but yeah, that's just I mean, the industry i'm not expecting yeah. amazing cinematic stuff from a comic book N- no so. but i mean compared to a lot of other anime films you would consider ghibli to have high production values mm-hmm. um so that's just one of those things where i think if you're watching that movie you kind of just expect it not to have the smoothness of a you know pixar animated film or right. even a disney animated film like but yeah, I understand that. That was the only negative you had. Yeah, well, only one. I mean, I, I, I. So let's let's start this. We get in we get in the room last night. Kindle me and Trent to watch this movie. Seth's seen it a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, I actually so, just watched it. I think a few weeks ago. So, so at the beginning of this movie, Trent says, "Do you know anything about this?" And I'm like, "No, I'm going in blind. I'm gonna go in completely <laughs> blind." And then Trent made a mistake. That you never oh, do no. by by starting off with the words. It's basically. Uh, oh no. no! I didn't make a mistake. Bad bad move because you continued to say, the Japanese Wizard of Oz. Or I said Alice in Wonderland. Actually, you said Wizard of Oz. Because I said Alice in actually, Wonderland. When I'm going into it, I'm like, trying to figure out how is this I like Wizard of Oz, and him I'm saying, this. and I'm like projecting stuff, and the more into it, I'm like, this isn't really so much like the Wizard of Oz, so much as Alice in Wonderland. I that's what I that's said. What my, no, it is what I said. You Maybe said Wizard of Oz because I was going into it trying to figure out. I was projecting <laughs> Wizard of Oz stuff in it, and I was. I prom- if I said that it was it was a mistake, and I, and I, I take it as a mistake. But either way, even if you had said Alice in Wonderland. I would have been projecting, thinking, yeah. okay, she's going to be in this place. She's going to end up getting out, and it's going to be all... It's going to seem okay, like so it might have been so fake. much more sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you I, mean? I'm sensing some, some baggage here. Oh, I was just like, what the fuck? This entire thing. No, yeah, because by the end, I did think this is way more like Alice in Wonderland mm. than Wizard of Oz. So they did Little Mermaid and Alice in Wonderland? 
Got it. But, yeah, yeah. The comparison is cheap. It's still I only reason I'd make that comparison to someone that's I would just make it to someone that's I think it's so that you right. can wrap your mind around it right. a little easier because this movie is like one of those things. At least the first time I watched it, even me who I mm. I've seen a good amount of anime stuff, but like it's first weird. time I watched yeah. this, I was like, oh, what, what? What is going on? What? Exactly. It's so random. I get to the end of the movie, I'm like, what did I just watch? I loved it, but even then, I was like, right. what was this? The comparison. And then is, the next yeah, time right. I watch it, and then I watch it, and then I watch it, and the more I watch it, it becomes less. What? And it's just like mm-hmm, right. I'm starting to notice everything about the movie. I don't know. It's one of those movies that it's it's actually best when you watch it more than once. Right. Yeah, I can see that. Well, because going through it, so I'm trying to project Wizard of Oz on it, and that was. Mistake. I, I, yeah. yeah, I should. I'm very sorry. I, I should have stopped you before you said it. And um, so he's <laughs> just slapping. I'm, I'm going through, and I, I, I love the Wizard of Oz. It's, I, I, I love that universe. But the main difference, I, I can see, and it's been compared to both, uh, and many other and, things. Uh, Pinocchio, I think, with the a little bit changing. Of, yeah, the changing people changing the donkeys. Pigs. Yeah, yeah, and. The main thing I noticed difference between this and Wizard of Oz is Wizard of Oz is a very straightforward story with, and it's mostly allegorical. So, mm. and allegory is a lot easier to follow than metaphor, which this movie is filled with. Yeah, yeah. And I got all of what they were saying, basically, with the consumerism right. and mm-hmm. the ecological awareness. Yeah, yeah. And Which is in a lot of their movies. Yeah, so. Miyazaki is all about pushing that. That is his name, by the way. <laughs> but uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Um, ultimately, though, I think we should just destroy any any comparisons that are anchoring it down because it really can't be compared to anything. Yeah, it's it's clear it's that it, it's inspired it by so many things, but it stands on its own two feet, absolutely. Um, so, yes, it's... The reason why I'm not surprised if anyone doesn't love it, especially after only watching it one time, is that it's a very rich movie in a way to its detriment and that there's so much stuff going on. It covers so many themes. Mm-hmm. You you touched on two, but that's literally like a, a small picking of the kind of stuff <laughs> why would that you do that though? Movie. Why would you do that? Because it's art. <laughs> you know, it's the guy trying to but say a lot I of things. But if I can't see it, why is, how is it still like it doesn't? Well, here's why I don't think comparing it to Alice in Wonderland anchors it down or anything i see that they're both very similar in the fact that the girl goes into a a strange world and she comes Can't, out at the end and her shit. parents don't seem to believe it happened and it's not just but, that the girl goes in in a certain like with a certain mindset or with a certain situation right, and she and comes, comes out, out different different person changed yeah and i i like that those two movies both do that but with Alice in Wonderland, he wasn't intending on putting metaphor into in it. He was just creating very creative ideas in order to uh, impress his friend's daughter or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. And it's, this a, is just filled with it's very funny. all those strange, yeah. unique, creative things, but they're all intended to represent something. It's mm. funny that you say that because actually the situation here isn't that different. Uh, I did a little bit of research last night. That I don't know why I waited so long to do because it's very interesting. But uh, Hayao Miyazaki's original inspiration for making this kind of movie with that kind of character, the ten-year-old Chihiro, um, is the fact that he was spending a lot of time with a, like a family of friends, 
and he wanted to make a movie that specifically catered to 10 year old girls so to impress his that's friends, really daughter. interesting yeah like maybe him and uh, he, he's the lewis carroll of japan yeah maybe <laughs> i don't know but um i guess it's impossible to summarize this movie like because i don't know if you noticed i didn't even really even notice this until trying to break it down but there's almost it's almost episodic in nature that the only real through line throughout the movie is Chihiro, the character Chihiro herself. The the hmm. stories that happen in this movie don't necessarily flow into the next. They don't necessarily complement each other. Each one kind of has their own point. Which feels also a lot like Alice in Wonderland. Oh, I think so. You, they're very separate. You have the familiar. Cheshire Cat. You have the Tea Party. You have the Queen and. <laughs> the very Disney boring version. So fucking random. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's say the book is even weirder. So. <laughs> right. And it, it's if we're talking about how weird the movie is, it is very weird. It's especially weird to us, the American audience, because it's a Japanese movie with a lot of Japan. Right, the a lot of Japan. Yeah. Mostly referencing his culture. Right. Yeah. And just the creatures and the any potential archetypal tropes. You know, any kind of fairy tales that might be riffing off of we're mostly unfamiliar with so everything is alien to us while some things could be familiar to the japanese audience it was made for yeah you know uh this would i guess it'd be considered a fantasy in nature yeah but i me and kindle were talking about this the other day uh how fantasy and supernatural kind of almost converge especially since fantasy is based in magic they're the same, but, but often also separate. magic is with sorcery and whatnot can come from the occult or satanic stuff in That's depending on the the writings. And so I seeing this, I thought fantasy because there's magic and stuff, but they're in the spirit world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. seems more supernatural rather than yeah, fantasy. for sure. But, uh, they kind way, of blend together. Yeah. 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 I'm finding it difficult to talk about the movie in broad strokes. I think it's almost necessary to kind of focus in on certain aspects of the movie. So I guess the first, most important thing to focus on is the character of Jihiro. Uh, obviously, it's a pretty pretty simple arc of you know coming of age, becoming more courageous, finding the courage within her that she didn't have at the beginning of the movie, and then ending the movie, you know, ultimately being a stronger person. That's the most like. You can watch it one time and easily take that away. No, yeah, it was fantastic mm-hmm. because by the end of the, uh, at the beginning of the movie, I hate her. Oh, I oh, freaking yeah. so hate annoying her. and she, grating. She runs like this. Yeah. Who runs like this? And she's like, "Come on, I want to leave." And I'm like, "God, I'm never having kids." <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, by the end of the movie, I'm like, Actually, "Okay, no." I like at the this. beginning of the movie, I went, "This is gonna be some movie where she gets all tough and braves it, and at the end, everything's gonna be great." Okay. <laughs> if only it were that simple, right? Uh, uh, I, no, I, that's exactly what I fucking just, happened to me. I just that's couldn't it. look forward and be like, "I'm gonna end up liking her." But by the end, I did because Not that, with Tales of Earthsea, really there was only one way. character in the whole movie that I really, really liked. Mm, was that Sparrow, the older guy? The, yeah, the wizard guy, yeah. Sparrowhawk. Sparrow, is that his name? Yeah, Sparrow. I don't know. Yeah, that right. I'm confused how they <laughs> ended up to make every character that we encounter you end up not liking at first, and you end up liking at the end. That's because they're all every single one. All of them are kind of corrupt human beings with their own like kind of motives and agendas. It's not until they're Chihiro 
interrupts the situation and kind of breaks through their mold that you see them as being likable characters, really. She interrupts hmm. their status quo. Right, yeah, she we get that She does everything up. Wait, you like the radish spirit from the beginning. Everybody He's gross, likes. but I mean. Yeah. Well, no, because you're burst. You're like, oh, good guy. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know do? what to think about him. I was like, oh, is he going <laughs> to. I like him. He makes a little cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, He's just so cute. Yeah, I mean, it, I think a lot of the. Except maybe the frogs. I don't give a shit about the frogs. A lot of <laughs> yeah, time and attention up. was taken to build up Chihiro as a realistic, you know, 10 year old girl that's definitely bratty and annoying mm-hmm. and God. has no manners, has no Biggest spine. Biggest I've ever met. Which makes mm-hmm. it, you, oh, when she's crawling down that staircase, yes. I'm like, just go. <laughs> <laughs> Which she does eventually. And actually, when she well, when she steps through the thing, it was so loud in our surround sound. Uh, <laughs> it actually made me jump. <laughs> it's a startling scene. It's she also would hilarious. Stop screaming. Yes, but um, go away. He a lot of attention was given to building up how spineless she was in the beginning, and then how tough she was. Later she could have just movie. been like a normal little girl who got really brave. Why did they have to make her so sissy? Well, you. A you normal a person would be sissy. And then a lot yeah. of them end up uh, being like I don't that. squeeze. I never did that to my mother, ever. Really? Don't even hug, she bro. had a terrible relationship with her. Shut the fuck up. I mean. No, I didn't. <laughs> and I definitely never ran like this. <laughs> well, ooh, you know. Ooh, good, 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 good moment yeah. for the listeners yep, there. They yeah, love it. For sure. They could listen. Regardless. Listen to how I'm running. You, you can say that his, the... The um, goal of the direct, the filmmaker was not met, but ultimately a lot of people would disagree, and I disagree for sure. Um, so that's her character, pretty easily to latch, on, pretty easy to latch on to. A great audience character because if you're finding something really weird in the beginning of the film, it's guaranteed she's finding it very weird as well. well she yeah. slowed down on the finding it weird real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. She's yeah. like, all right, I'm fine with this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. But I, for I'd sure. imagine. <gasps> A little bit. Yeah. And then she starts actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. Of course. Interacting. She, she grows a, a thick skin. Yeah. But um, what about Haku's character? I didn't give a crap about him. I loved Haku's um, character. Yeah. I I was... mean, I liked him, but it's because I recognized the voice. So that's it. Mm-hmm. Disney yeah. Channel. Yeah. yeah. He was kind of uh, cold. Whoa. Yeah, for and sure. And closed off. Mm-hmm. Besides helping her at first. Right. You get real Which I guess his had to do with the no, slug. No, I was not confused. Um, it so was so damn clear. I he for the clearly longest... just didn't want what's her butt to know that he was being nice to her. So right he for the me. longest time. Really what it was, for the longest time, I've had a hard time getting into his character. Like he's hardly my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. But after doing a little bit more research, what was being done with his character makes a lot more sense. Along with Chihiro, a big part of this movie is identity within a corporate institution uh fuck this shit i'm (laughs) over this right so yubaba whenever she hires chihiro steals her name and it's very difficult for the american audience to understand this but basically what she's doing is she's stealing the characters of her name uh japanese has three alphabets that being hiragana katakana and kanji Jihiro's name in particular has two kanji symbols. However, the first kanji is read as a katakana symbol. So it's Chihiro. Whenever uh, Yubaba steals her characters, she o- the only character that remains, the only symbol, is the kanji for Sen, which is read as Chi. So Sen means 1,000. So by taking out the rest of the characters, it being read as Sen, she now has a value. She now she is, is a, a numerical number. value. Her identity is stolen, and she is now a hollow 
value number, similar to what you'd see with mm, secret you know, corporate agent man. <laughs> You're right. So with, giving you a number, with, and I'm taking away your name. With Haku, his character, we know his his name was stolen as well. I don't know what Haku means in comparison to Kohaku River, but yeah, you can kind of see it as his identity being stolen and him being kind of a shell of his self because once he learns his name we see him as much more sprightly much more enthusiastic so you can kind of see him being a shell of his former self the river was filled in by apartments and concrete you know his being is dead basically so you can kind of see him as being a very like a walking corpse basically the the majority of the movie but regardless i can't say i love his character he is kind of isn't everybody though no (laughs) they're spirits they're all dead <laughs> yeah. For oh, sure. I thought you meant everyone in this world. I was like, no, we're not walking corpses. No, we're go- like we're going. Like everyone in corpses. the movie except <laughs> right. for her. Yeah, you could say that. Pretty well, much is. That's so not, I was like, okay, so that's why he's be, here. Because otherwise, I was confused why he was even there. The spirits could also be like gods that are living. You know, like they're actively oh, being worshipped or whatever. So, so. Really confusing. but <laughs> obviously, you know, I, there's a lot of meat here that you know the director intended to be kind of paid attention to small details threw it out there no some one more it. immediately uh <laughs> recognizable than others but all that stuff is difficult to catch on the first watch like i'm even still learning stuff as i watch it so that's yeah. why i think that's, i think that's something that i really that's love probably about this why movie. i don't like it because i hate having to do that uh-huh. right. yeah right. i do, well you know i like to separate my rewatches mm-hmm. significantly oh heck yeah and but I think that's kind of cool because it's kind of like detective work. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Really, I was really into that when I was a kid. But the only – back to the characters. Mm-hmm. The only character I – well, the only main character I think I never grew to enjoy, which just because she's the villain, is Yubaba. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she was fine as a villain. Uh, I was kind she's of upset at, at how little we got to hang out with Granny. Oh, yeah, oh, I love yeah. Granny. Yeah. yeah, she was so fun. Yeah, yeah she's a great character. We were there for like yeah. three minutes. And that's part of my favorite. That's part of my then favorite. Then Sin goes up to yeah. hug her, and I'm like, "What? You didn't you just meet her? <laughs> I mean, why sure they she, dress like, the same? Helped you out. You can kind of see them as the same being. It's just that one is corrupted by greed, and the other is the pure individual. So why mm-hmm. are they twins? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so they could have pulled that off at like a spirit spirit that was split in two or something, but right. no, they're I, just I, twins who dress the things, exact fucking. Same. It's one of those that confused me a lot, and it's not. It's kind of until you to kind of ignore the fact that it doesn't logically make sense and kind of think about. Uh, I hate uh, symbolism. I don't know. Yeah. All the spirits, like each one in the groups, look all the same. Like all those yeah, yellow ducks point. look all the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. And all those frog guys. They're actually all yeah. the same fucking person. They just got split into a hundred different ducks. <laughs> I liked the duck guys. Yeah. They sure. were all right. Adorable. <laughs> it's just because they're ducks is why you like them. Though. Yeah, they were so cute. So another um, vital uh, main character in the cast is No Face. It's the uh, only person I somewhat liked. Yeah. It's the only person I really But only had... because I was like, who the fuck is he? The only person <laughs> no I really... Face. Nobody. <laughs> He's so cute and scary at the same time. That I really had... Uh, memory of without uh, seeing this yeah, movie yeah. because I'd seen like people cosplay, cosplay all as the him. or people like, tattoo everywhere. him on yeah there's a character in, in Avatar that looks exactly yeah. like No Face so uh, I don't recollect but um there's a character in Five Nights at Freddy's he actually is uh-huh. the face stealer 
Yeah, okay. I mean, they don't look anything alike, but I understand. Uh, no, I think there's similarities in there. One of them's like a scorpion, and one of them's like a little hooded black guy. But, it's a uh, long black figure with one face. I mean, come on. Okay, I, I forgot that he was black. Um, yeah. Trent is the color. <laughs> yeah, sure. I thought black he was white. But um, what did Trent you think about? Shades. What did you think about like the machinations of his character and the way he changes throughout the movie? Man, I I I don't think I'll have time in the past 24 hours to come up with what I think about that character. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he was so strange. Yeah, and, for yeah. Sure. Like he was not what I was expecting. I was expecting him just to be like the just buddy quiet. character. He's very confused. Like he becomes like, is the buddy character. Yeah. Yeah. Is he the evil? Is like, he the nice? It was such a what the fuck is weird uh, character development. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like no we, development. First, it was just so random. At first he seems like <laughs> he's the guardian of the bridge or something. Yeah, like, he okay, just stops I, and yeah, stares yeah. and waits I, I, there forever. He, he's the <laughs> guardian or something. And he's, yeah, he's doing that weird <laughs> thing. Yeah. Was he and, trying to get something? Like, what's happening? And then he's just hanging out outside the window and she's like, no. oh, you can, I'll leave this open in case you want to come in. And I'm like, I don't think he's going to come in. And then he did. And I'm like, what is going on? I don't know what to make of this, <laughs> this thing. <laughs> right. Well, he's an interesting character. Very interesting. From what, interesting. like, and even the, what Miyazaki, like, put into that character, like, hearing him talk about it. Because I think I've heard about it in an interview. Like, it uh, seems like influence. the type of character that comes from a fever dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd think so, yeah. Huh. Apparently. He was on some shrooms. If I can remember correctly, which it's I don't want to be wrong. Uh, uh, Miyazaki, like, wrote that character, like, he he himself was the influence to no face, mm. if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Which it does make sense. When he goes in bathhouses, he fucking loses his <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. He starts eating people. <laughs> I feel the need to elaborate because this is also one of those things where you can see his character is very ambiguous. Like there's lots of things to take away. Really? Lots of things yeah. to take away, but no clear threads to pull. Well, I think like a big thing is like wanting people to like him. Yeah, for sure. But mm, yeah. That's not necessarily his character from the beginning. He starts out very timid, you know, very quiet and shy. It's not until he eats the frog and kind of consumes his personality that he becomes corrupt, greedy, you know, a people uh, pleaser. Gotcha. He's adopting the personalities Ooh, of the bathhouse, the, the corrupt place? greed, you know, the need for. Yeah, I was like, why did he know, change all acceptance? of a sudden? It's because yeah. he's consumed. Not only is he consuming people, he's consuming their likeness. He has no face. He's a void that needs to be filled. Mm. It's why not did until he. he eat him, though? I don't understand. He, it's not until he starts joining with Chihiro and kind of using her likeness that he becomes a likable character. Yeah, that is. But Kindle brings up an interesting question. Why did he eat the first frog guy? It's, it, it he's hungry. Fucking he's hungry. Insane. Yeah, I, mean, no, I like that. He's a dangerous. <laughs> Even though he does not digest him and use him for energy <laughs> no, at all. No. He's, he's a, hungry. He's a dangerous spirit for sure. It's just that, hmm. like, you know, if he would have eaten Chihiro, yeah, which would have been terrifying. Yeah, because it has familiarity with no faces. Right. And doesn't want them around. Right. right. Yeah, as a whole, they're dangerous because, you know, they'll eat, eat you. Consume and people, not necessarily eat them because we see they don't get digested or anything. They're just kind of consumed and held and until everything grows out of a proportion. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he's an interesting character and in that there's so many facets. You know, you could say, like, oh, this is talking about greed. This is talking about loneliness. This is talking about, you know, a need to please. You know, trying to buy, you know, 
relationships. So and, and a lot of them still run together, movie. though. I right. Hate symbolism. I hate having to try to pull something out of a movie. I want service. Matt probably just had the time of his want. life. Oh, man. Oh, my this God. Movie. I would God just leave. He's not here because <laughs> this podcast would have been way too long. <laughs> I would have loved to hear it. Yeah, I'm, he I'm would have. Man, he would. He, that notebook's probably He'd full. Be eating it no up. offense, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I want to hear it. I do want to hear what he has to say about it. So I, I really am sad do, yeah. that he's not on. We gotta. I gotta get him coffee sometime. We gotta talk about <laughs> it. But um, you make sure he orders it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll he's be there per- for three hours. He's very particular. He's very particular. Oh yeah. Well, that's no face. I mean, is there anything else you would say about him? I guess. No, I mean, like I said, most creative character. In the movie oh, because sure. I did not. I, I there was so much to grasp. Right, and yeah. I find it interesting that you didn't like Ubaba. Because even though she's a horrible human God. being, I find her entertaining as a villain. That she she's so over no, the yeah, top. I, I just, I just mean like no characters that I can like you know hug. Oh yeah, yeah. There's you can a lot hug of hugable the big fat baby. Well, Grammy's the huggable one. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. Grammy. Uh, I don't remember her actual name, by the way. Baby rat. It's like Shiba something like that. I forget. Yeah, I want to start with an S H. It might be. You know why I might Shabiba? That's not. I got the whole thing in front of me. Right. Shiba. Oh, there, there. Zaniba. Zaniba. That's it. Okay. Ah, you're stupid, Everett. It's Zaniba. Sorry. Right. Don't understand the bird with her fucking head on it. Yeah, that, that was this was a very unique, another fever dream, Alice in Wonderland thing. <laughs> She's got a bird creature that has her head on it. Yeah, and she also puts a blanket, a blanket on. around her <laughs> and turns, and into, turns a into the bird. giant version of right. this that goes and does who the fuck knows. And here's mm-hmm. the thing that is so much more unique about this movie than something like Wizard of Oz whereas Wizard of Oz has a bunch of weird unique creative stuff in it but mostly you don't really have to ask questions about it mm-hmm. like yeah he's a tin man that makes sense uh, the scarecrow that's a normal thing lion sure but <laughs> flying monkeys that's that's strange that's never <laughs> answered but no. There's no reason for us to understand why no. she why There's she has this bird. Literally no point to it at all. She's just a bird. Just the minion. And it just, just seems so random. Now she's a bird. That it's changed into a smaller bird and then her baby is changed into a a mouse, a, mouse, a very yeah. fat mouse. Very cute. Mouse. Fat mouse. cute. Yeah. I mean, I rat, I loved those whatever. two additions once they were transformed. Oh, yeah. But they I became like, amazing at that That point. was very random. Right. I was like, you were crying a second ago, and now you're just like, doop, doop, doop. <laughs> well, I think once he was brave enough to finally leave his room, after all he those... He turned into the yeah. cutest rat in, in there, the world. He was like, okay, mm-hmm. I can go anywhere now. Yeah, it becomes mm-hmm. the dirtiest creature alive and, you know, experiences the dirt of the reality. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> I hope that I hope he can change back into that rat whenever he wants. That'd be cool. <laughs> that would be awesome. He, Lord knows he needs a decreasing you know, weight. Also, uh, why the butt. fuck does that baby not have a diaper on? Because <laughs> that's not the Japanese style. That's what babies wear is that little loincloth. Yeah. They would shit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> Wait, well, yeah, we haven't been there. <laughs> what the it, fuck? It what not, do they do with their infant babies? It's more traditional garb, I think. I don't think the modern babies would wear that. Oh, okay, I, I was like, good God. The poop everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. That's it's actually what those pillows are. That baby's going to poop everywhere. <laughs> this is also the culture where it's acceptable for uh, people of all ages to bathe together in public. So, you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care about you that. You see that in other. But also, uh, why does he not have a diaper on? I just don't get the diaper. It's the free. diaper. I can't it's get past free. the diaper. Freedom. Yeah. Right. Right. Do like a back part and open up the front. I don't care. <laughs> Cover that poop up. <laughs> Definitely something we should be covering right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's vital. It's absolutely key. <laughs> this is one of the many reasons I didn't care for this. Because yeah. you had to Ooh, see baby. I'm butt. gonna turn it and you guys are gonna hate oh, me sorry. i did so not fine. like any of the music oh well okay um i don't remember the this music. soundtrack's probably one of my and favorite you're the person things. who notices music i noticed it the entire movie and i was like this does not seem right it just didn't fit and it messed oh. up my head trying to watch it didn't fit like it, it definitely just seemed didn't off. It's not like it wasn't timed or anything. That it was, didn't it just, this, come the out feel to me of the music didn't feel like what I was watching. If that hmm. was the case, I would it would have been pulled out of the movie, but I wasn't at all. I know. You're different than me though. That's uh, I actually this soundtrack is probably one of my favorite Studio Ghibli ones and besides Princess Mononoke too. Um cuz it doesn't click with me as much as I like I can understand what you're saying, Kendall. I think um, like I, I see they were trying to do something, but it wasn't happening to me. I just was like, this isn't how I feel about what's happening on the screen. Basically, what you're hearing through the music is the composer's vision of what's being presented on screen. And that vision might not always uh, connect with nope. what you're experiencing as close. an audience. There's a lot of it. It spends less time building up the world as something to wonder at and more something to be kind of scared of. It's a it's kind of got a lot of creepy tones going on, which to me makes sense. But mm. melodically, it's not necessarily the most pleasing. It has its moments, you know, like the the Swamp Bottom, the Train to Swamp Bottom the scene. The Plan of the Apes that like is <laughs> particularly exactly like that. Really, yeah. But um, yeah, there's a lots of really good moments in the soundtrack. Um, it's just you could tell he's um that a uh, particular composer. We probably ar- wouldn't get along as people around that time spent more time making soundtracks with synths uh, from the last movie that he made music for Princess Mononoke and this film, he was kind of mixing the two. So this soundtrack is a, a pretty even balance between yeah, just MIDI instruments and orchestra. Mm-hmm. So it, and it's also one of those you soundtracks probably that also had an internal conversation with yourself trying to figure out the wizard of Oz probably. <laughs> so yeah. you didn't notice. It, it's one of those soundtracks that blends pretty well into the movie regardless and is almost always present. There are moments of quiet, but whenever it's in the it's movie, constantly it's complementing the action on the screen so much so that it kind of seeps into the movie. Like you don't necessarily necessarily see it as a separate product. It just is the movie. Uh, but for, for that reason, I think it's fantastic. It yeah. really gets to shine a lot though. There are a lot of quiet moments in the movie where the score completely takes over. Oh yeah. Like I think one of my favorite Beyond the obvious train scene where they're sitting there for three minutes as this that's my favorite scenes going on. I think my actual favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is the footballs. Whenever she first me, uh, meets the uh, boiler room man and tries to get Wait, a job. Can you repeat that? The boiler oh, room. It man. sounded funny when you said it the first Sorry. time. But um, that that's a moment with very little dialogue where the music is carrying the action entirely it's you know she, what she's mm-hmm. trying to lift the heavy yeah, i can see that s- s- you know coal and tossing also, it that looked very small for her to be struggling so bad <laughs> yeah. it, i can imagine it could be pretty heavy and she's i mean those little it just looked like coal like i was like that thing must weigh like 15 These pounds if she's holding it like that carry it she's developed zero across. uh zero muscles over her life <laughs> yeah because so, she runs so. with her I mean, arms look at her. up she's so scrawny yeah for sure what did you think of when you first saw the boiler man 
Who did you Goro. think? Goro. He's Goro. He's skinny uh, old man Goro. No, no. Uh, I thought of. Uh, here, it, here it comes. Hold on. Here it the comes. The mom from Coraline? Uh, Mr. Robotnik. Yep. Yep. Dr. There it Red is. Man. There yeah. it is. I don't know who that is. That's exactly. Like Sonic. Sonic, Sonic, Sonic villain. That's yeah. exactly what I said the first time I watched oh, this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't do Sonic when I was a kid. I'm just more He's of like a boy the skinny, several armed version. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And in my opinion, more attractive. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, well, Trent likes bald men. What up? Yeah, with big mustaches. A more appealing character design is what I mean. Oh, as a character, uh, he's more aesthetically pleasing. Oh, more characterly pre pleasing. What character- the fuck? He's almost wow. immediately likable, even when he's being yeah, like, he's, short he's, with her. Yeah. yeah, he's a very likable character. Yeah, yes. sure. What do you think about? He's Lynn? like a grandpa. Kind of the mommy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> more like the rude big character. sister. Yeah, um, yeah. Hercules. Yeah, Magara. Yeah, I was English gonna stuff, say, yeah. is that Magara from Hercules? Which, it is. Uh, yeah. What's her? Is... Oh, Pulling I did out not the sass. Yeah. Pulling out the sass. I was still stuck right? on Thackeray Banks. So. Mm. Yeah, you didn't think anything. Okay. Oh. Just is the yeah, yeah, supportive yeah. character. I mean, she doesn't really have an arc or anything. She's is sassy. Yeah, no, I, I, I liked her. I mean, She's like the big sister sort yeah, of the character. The rude big sister, yes. Yeah, yeah, I liked yeah, her. For sure. She was she was fine. Yeah. So that's as far as I can recall. That's pretty much all the main characters. Um, mm-hmm. Were there any particular like scenes that I don't fucking understand the pigs? Uh, oh, I mean, they I were get, humans. I get that, that had eaten too shut much. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. So that makes them. Pigs. I get what they were doing. It just it was never outwardly said. So I was just like. A lot okay, of things so are, are ra- they said. It was said. People just randomly accidentally happen upon this place and turn into pigs. Oh, so and apparently a lot understand. of people because there were a lot of pigs. It, well, it's not even really confirmed that all the pigs are were human. I mean, I guess you could infer that. I always kind of thought that, but it's not. I've never understood yeah. that part. I don't know if I could ever wrap my head around that part. Right. And you never, you have <laughs> well, no idea how long part. they've nope, been there. we're pigs. You have no idea how long they've been there. If they were actually, they were actually human, if they're just pigs and the humans that have wandered into the park or whatever just kind of milled with the actual pigs you know no i think that they are all people that That's, i mean pigs. it really depends but i will say this is kind of on a different note but something i noticed watching it last time yes i've seen the movie like 30 times and i'm still noticing new things is that remember the um kind of the shrine type statue with the face on it in front of the entrance yep. to the place yep. the face disappears when they return huh Hmm. It's just mean, a stub of rock. So hmm. I'm like, it's almost as if that was an entity that was welcoming and embracing them. And then when they return, it's more gone. like no... tricking them. Exactly. So it's like, it's almost as if the life has left by the time they return. Like there's nothing left there. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's like almost as if that was an, in itself a spirit, you know, kind of enticing them to enter. So it's, it's just well, weird. Whoa, Chen, you're messing with my head. It's just too much weird. Now. It's just weird because I didn't notice. No, that. I'm I like, feel oh like my that gosh. would make sense. So at first, because they enter it and they don't see the face, so I was thinking, oh, did it turn around? But no, I mean, we see a shot from the other angle and it's gone entirely. So it's like, I have no idea. And it seems like a lot of time has passed because the grass they just has grown tremendously. There's leaves all over the vehicle. It's like what that, is, that's what it was. What has gone on here? I do not know. They never time, explained the tiny time, spirit houses. Off. Mm. Oh, I mean that's just Japanese totally culture. fucking random. Gotcha. Yeah, that's just God, something you can see around if you're actually there. Um, I will say, um, I you had an audible response to the final lines of the movie, uh, like when the dad says, uh, "A new home and a new school." I suppose that could be pretty scary. And then Chihiro says, "I think I can handle it." That. Oh yeah, I was being funny. Yeah, you're right. Because I said. 
Oh, yeah. as though it, it wasn't obvious. Right. <laughs> it's funny that you had that reaction because that's not in the original movie. That was added oh, by the English okay. dub to kind of make it so you have something to immediately latch onto. Because <laughs> otherwise, because you're like, what did oh, I just I watch? I thought otherwise. that was really fucking cheesy. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I like it because it's like it adds kind of its own layer. Because I don't know if that's immediately. Well, here's the problem. So really here's awesome here's what I see from that is that has to do with. Uh, our marketing animation to kids. Yes. And so kids aren't going to be like, oh, she transformed by the end of the movie. Mm. They need that audible. Yeah, they need audible. that yeah. oh, Now line. she can go to school and everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. So I don't mind it. It's like, because to me that, that just makes me think about a different thing where I was like, oh yes, you know, it's not so much that she just has grown as a character, but that this, everything that happened was kind of like a weird reflection of what going to a new place feels like. Mm. Being surrounded by a bunch of things that you don't understand or that are new to you. It's just like it's not necessarily an angle that I would think of immediately after watching the movie, like specifically through that lens, I guess. Uh, so I, I don't hate it. I don't. I think it adds more than it takes away, but it definitely like the ambiguity and maybe like the silence provided by the original movie, just for you to kind of linger on what everything crazy that just happens, maybe taken away a little bit, because then it gives you, if spoon feeds you something immediate instead of making you stop and think, what did I just watch? Yeah. Which you're thinking anyway. Which you're thinking anyway. So, like, I <laughs> ultimately, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But it is kind of an oh, interesting yeah. thing to touch on. Yeah, so that's... um. Uh, did right. you did you find the movie entertaining? Yeah, oh, yeah of course. Yeah. Well, mostly. Uh, I was, it took a while yeah, for took me a to while. get interested because I, I was so like, bored. I don't know what I think of this. There's a lot, of, a lot of quiet time, and it... Moves pretty All slow. Now, kids, quiet time. It's I can imagine that being grading, watching it the first maybe couple times. Rah. But yeah, and here's the thing: I, I there was no like, I didn't go in expecting it to be bad. I typically almost always line up with critics, mm. and so really critically acclaimed movies, I'm I go in thinking I'm probably gonna really enjoy this, and so but for some reason at the beginning it was dragging mm. for me Bruh. that under- i can understand that it could be argued that it does drag but to me like that time spent taking its it takes its time mm-hmm. all that time is mostly utilized just to show the small small details of how chihiro behaves well it, it could have been uh oh, train is more like I'm it could have been, it been tr- tr- used later for us with our zaniba scene yeah i could have used it's just like used a few of those minutes there it's, um, yeah like the Zinima entire drive great. of just like nothing and silence I, and her I, in the that's back. a that's an iconic scene of the, oh, the, the car scene yeah. no the car scene car. car scene like in the beginning in the beginning the yeah. super long ridiculously I have long a, i've also have a bone <laughs> to pick and maybe this is uh the just in the english movie but i could be wrong listeners Email us. Shut Tell up. me if I'm wrong. But I don't think there is an an Audi. It's imported. Hold on. I don't think there is an Audi sedan with four wheel drive. I have no idea. That seems a. L- I'm pretty sure they're all front wheel. But 
<laughs> I'm not I tried a car to guy. find out right before the podcast, but Dude, I don't, I don't you're think weird. so. But the point is, it's not a Japanese vehicle. The fact that they have, are able to import it in Ameri- like a Western vehicle just means that they're well off. Like that's basically just another way to establish your family as being. So maybe well, he just the, had it. The, he had it. House movers have a house key. I think they're fine. Yeah, maybe it's important. To him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care about cars. I mean, I'm sure I the studio did the research. There are any Audi cars that are off roading. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like <laughs> at all, not just four wheel like uh, cars that are off road. They have as they SUVs, have SUVs, but not cars like not sedans. No, yeah, no sedans. Yeah, but sorry for that. Yeah. Plot hole. Right. <laughs> I mean, what a fake movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, of all things. Um, <laughs> I just can't watch it again. <laughs> I, we, that's the last thing we're paying. I didn't even, <laughs> like, I I didn't didn't even notice, notice that, that it was an American car. I didn't know. Well, as never much detail in this movie, you'd think they'd have thought of it. It's not an American car, Seth. It's European. Right. Oh, well, I've never paid attention yeah. to the car. <laughs> right. I understand why you would think that it drags. I just, uh, to me, like, it just it felt like it took way too long to get started. For me, like the quiet time is a lot of the time when I'm watching these kind of movies is the stuff I enjoy the most because that's whenever Same. I, as a viewer, I can sit back and just soak in the environment, the atmosphere, and the character, character's See, personality. Maybe I'm bitter now because I want it's the, never, I want the story. I don't care about never, looking at it. <laughs> honestly, like with these movies, it's never the plot or the action that gets me invested in the the, the movie. It's always the atmosphere, the character dynamic, the character personality it's always it's always the visual element hmm. and i think obviously that's where a studio like ghibli shines is what it establishes through audio and visual that's where they nail it every single time you could argue their stories don't make sense you could argue that the writing is too exposition heavy but you can never deny the fact that it's a masterpiece in audio and visual design i mean i obviously she wasn't a huge fan of the, the soundtrack but it does its job magnificently of establishing no, the atmosphere. someone else probably totally got it, but I was just like, I'm not, I'm not yeah. feeling what you're putting out for me. Probably either my favorite or my second favorite soundtrack. Yeah, it has a lot of memorable of moments. For sure. I'm also yeah. uh, confused as to how they are in love. It's you could, I mean, however you understand the concept of love, kind of de- determines yeah. whether well, you I mean, buy it into that. It seems like it was like, oh, love. true love, puppy love, love in the sense okay, that I like, deeply care dude, about this you person. You met her once, right? When she was a child. It's he doesn't like necessarily love child. her from the get go. Oh, so you're taking it as like romantic? Love. Yeah, yeah, like why? that's they're not making it there first because that would be cute, but oh. like. Regular love breaks a spell. I just yeah, feel like that's sweet. That's... Anyone can fucking break the spell. Then mm. no, to love is a diff- like a difficult thing unless it's natural. I mean, like if they have I a natural know. bond. Well, we're not romantic, so <laughs> yeah. love. You can. I mean, it's just work. That's it to me. They're not in a relationship, but it's you're just also the fact very that... closed off to emotion. Fuck you. <laughs> Basically, I, that confuses me too. I'll be honest, because as a our movies, our entertainment, love when that's present in a piece of en- entertainment, art, whatever, it's almost always of the relational nature. Mm-hmm. Here, it's almost it's they describe it clearly, at least in the English script, as pure love, innocent love, puppy love. You know, like I don't get it. It's though. just it's the kind of love you'd see between kids. <laughs> that just, just makes you feel so kinda, sound so closed like off. Natural. <laughs> I don't, don't get, get it. it. What is this L-O- <laughs> What is this love there's thing no, you keep talking about? There's no, feelings. Is it pronounced those? There's no give and take here. Haku he is saved her once. Like anybody could do that. Why does that make him love her? This is there's no give and take. It's not 
of relational nature in the sense that she's really not getting anything from him. He's protecting her, but it's a kind of a hollow action. Like he he has an interest in her, I suppose, because he know he's known her since a kid, but he's not doing it out of love originally. It's not until she goes out of her way to, you know, provide protection for him, not as an action of duty, but as an action of, you know, love that that is established. You know, I just don't care. And it's especially established whenever she, you know, puts the pieces together, figures out his name, and frees him. Oh well, like, yeah, you're a river, and I fell in you that one a time. A permanent bond three is established ago. at that moment. You know, so it's, speaking of why? that moment, I was like, oh, bad timing, because they start falling <laughs> through the sky, and I'm like, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> they can fly. They can fly. <laughs> also, uh, all I could think of was, oh my gosh, Falcor. Yeah, I, I, I did that. think of Falco when she was writing him. Yeah, <laughs> every time I was like, "Who's Falco?" Is, yeah, I mean, is this another never-ending story? That part of the movie can be difficult to grasp from a you know Western audience, just because that's just not common with our stuff. Like, you kind of have to step out of your box a little bit to kind of understand what's actually being said here. Not there's nothing really being implied. There's no. They're not saying these people are going to, you know, make out in the future or whatever. They're going to meet up again and they're going to get married and have kids. They're never going to see each other again. Yeah, that was another they're thing. Never oh, see you each love other again. her? He's just like, bye, never see you again. He's a piece of nature. He is literally a river that has been filled in by concrete. So it's like. I mean, everything sh- has a spirit, so. So, you know, it's like. It's simply together. that she, you know, <laughs> deeply cares about a being that ex- technically exists. So mm-hmm. it's. it's it's whatever. You know, I don't know. I just don't you, know how you can love a river. But I, I concur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot no. of this stuff is like, because this cold hearted bitch doesn't get it. <laughs> this has always been a movie that I've enjoyed trying to understand. It wasn't yeah. until I knew I was going to have to do a podcast over that. I actually took the time to like research, which I, so a lot of my thoughts, which otherwise would have been scattered in the past are more clear now because I'm like, I get it. You know, none of this is, necessarily concrete but once you kind of actually think about what the actual intention was it's a little easier to grasp so and also i've seen the movie like 40 times yeah that's i've never i mean i've there'll be times when i watch like a something and i (laughs) something (laughs) about studio ghibli (laughs) and comments will be made like maybe miyazaki will explain something like for instance no face Mm. Uh, those are really the only times that I actually have heard anything about the movie itself. I like just watching the movie over and over again mm. and trying to find those And that, that's a lot of the things. fun. Because nothing I've said right now is like fact. This is all just like what I, not only I've taken away, what I've seen what? Like presented. Like It's not real? Well, you just made facts. all this up? He's, he's, he is being, it's a hyperbole because he, the katakana, right. you oh, made we, that all up. Well, <laughs> yeah. Of course, yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> But a lot of it's, you know, just like what you take away from watching the movie and the symbols, the often very vague, subtle symbols that are presented. Matt would have loved this and I would have been freaking bored. (laughs) So, I mean, obviously, first time watcher, not expected to take away. Maybe only time watcher. Everything the movie has to offer, hardly everything the movie has to offer. Well, so you consider this a masterpiece. I consider this a masterpiece. When you first saw this, did you? I did not think it was a masterpiece. I loved it. I was engrossed. But ultimately, it was very difficult for me to explain why I enjoyed it. So as a whole, I was like, were there things wrong with this movie? Because I feel like it didn't ultimately come together. I don't have a single thing I can really say about it. That's just because as a movie, it doesn't... It was fun and it was cute. 
Yeah. But that's all I you have can to say, say And for those it. things are true. Yeah. Of the movie. It's like, that's not <laughs> that's a, all I got that's a compliment to the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just that that's all you took away from them. Obviously, it's understandable why you wouldn't love it, why you would see yeah. it as a masterpiece. <laughs> the reason why I see it as a masterpiece is the fact that I'm still excited to talk about it 40 times after I've seen it 40 times. And I've like, Bro, one day we're going to talk about read about it, read some interviews, listen to some interviews, and I still feel like there's more to learn about the movie. It's so rich. It's so rich that I can watch it over and over and over again and find something new. But not only just that, it's like I can watch it again and still be entertained. There's been times where like (laughs) I just recently bought a new copy of the Blu-ray after owning Disney's Blu-ray, yes, I bought it a second time <laughs> to get a slipcover because I wanted to get the slipcover. No, he bought all of all them. All of them. <laughs> yes, I spent a lot of money. Um, he did. But I put it in just kind of to try it out, you know, just see the differences in the interface of the new Blu-ray. I started the movie and I couldn't turn it off because it's that good. It's engrossing. It's entertaining. It reels you in. And it's like... It's one of those movies that I can throw on at any time of day mm. and have to pull myself away from it. Yeah, there's definitely personality stuff there because I don't think I could do that with any movie. Ever. Yeah. He yeah. Can't Where stand I doing can that. I'm the same way. I can do the same thing and I've done it mm. also with the movie. Right. I can I do mean, that with movies that I initially loved. And, and then that, I want to watch it more to notice the things that I might not have. You you say this it's a personality thing. I'm actually pretty hesitant to spend time doing anything that's like i'm well, i have to be manager. in like the perfect scenario i have to have the yeah. lights down the curtain pulled back surround sound turned up and if i've seen the movie in the last it, within a year year and I'm a half probably, about now right. i'm probably not interested because i i start thinking about the movie and i can go through the entire thing in my brain in full like i still haven't rewatched deadpool since i saw it the first time in theaters because every time it's i so try memorable. to think about watching it i'm like I can just remember every scene right now, and so I want a little freshness when mm-hmm. I rewatch it. It, it. The thing is, I can't really see that being the case for even other Ghibli movies, because mm-hmm. though I pretty much love every single one of them, there's something about Spirited Away in particular that I find especially engrossing, something that particularly pulls me in every single time from the first second, the second it starts. It's just like immediately. The, oh, I love that piano. Yes. The music helps. <laughs> the fact that the music to me is beautiful. It sucks me in. It takes me to a, the, the world immediately. And just the fact that from the beginning, it's already beginning to build Chihiro as a character. You get it. You like it. I love it. <laughs> it's, my, it's my episode. <laughs> five out of five from Trent. Right. I love stars. it. I don't know if I could. It's art. As a movie, as a script, as a story. It's difficult for me to call it perfect, but I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's perfect, in my opinion, mm-hmm. as an experience. Because mm-hmm. it's also difficult for me to talk about the script or the story because so much of that, the writing, is really to fully delve into what's being created here. I would have to fluently know Japanese. It's like what we experience through the English dub is obviously kind of a truncated, you know, filtered version of the Japanese script and even watching it in Japanese with subtitles is still going to be filtered through the English language. Right, it's Hayao Miyazaki and John Lasseter's film. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I, the subtitles, at least on the Blu-ray I got, it wasn't the case on the Disney Blu-ray. The subtitles provided in the Japanese version uh, did come from the studio directly, but it's still, you know, it's not in the Japanese language. Some things can't be translated directly, like the small nuances. So, right. like, some things just don't make sense in the English language that we lose in the translation so it's like 
some the some of the writing does seem ex, expository, a little on the nose. Um, you'll you'll probably realize like see characters just straight out saying what a thing is a lot. Like that's not exactly the best writing. Oh, it's but paper. It's, but it's still you have to consider the fact that this is directed and written by one guy, storyboarded the whole thing. Hmm. Like this is a auteur movie. Wow. This is this is an authorship. You're seeing the vision of one creative mind. So for, to me, that makes it forgivable. Like you could say this yeah. just isn't the best you know, writing or the best plot. It's all over the place. A lot of his movies are all over the place. It's just that for me, I think that's a love edge charm. That's what keeps me coming back is the fact that I, there's so many layers. Not all of them necessarily form a perfect round ball, but just peeling and peeling and peeling it's away. It's chock full. Yes, it is chock full of stuff to pull away. Seth. Five stars. Kindle. I'm going to say three. That's not bad. I'm going to give it four. I had fun. I liked it. I just, I was bored for the first part. And then (laughs) I was just like, well, this is so fucking random. But all right, let's go. (laughs) And also, I felt like they were not going to finish the parent story. Like, it just kept going. And I was like, what about her fucking parents? (laughs) Well, it's funny because you Baba Lily like addresses that she's like she's giving up on her parents she's focusing on haku now what's going on this is totally not going according to my plan so it's funny yeah that you kind of think oh there are parents i'm really out i was like it's just gonna be left open and she's just gonna stay here and fall in love with him (laughs) fuck her parents man bye Mm -hmm. parents suck anyways yeah so in my book perfect masterpiece mine too i i honestly it's difficult for me to say it's my favorite Ghibli movie because this there one are, goes back and forth for, to be yeah, my favorite. Like, it depends on my mood for me to say like which one I necessarily enjoy the most when I sit down and watch it. It's just that in this as a work, I feel like it's the closest thing to a masterpiece that the studio has put out. Princess Mononoke was a close one, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, Princess Mononoke is really really good. It's totally solid. And just for me, like thematically, it and even character wise, I don't find it as interesting. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, so. Isn't that yep. one just Pocahontas? So we've got... No. <laughs> no, no, no. So we've no. got 17 stars out of 20 for the group. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start doing that for each of these personal Oh, affections. fun mm, stuff. Aggregates. Yes. Mm. So, uh, Kendall? Yeah? Even though you gave it three out of five. Oh, um, let's think. Oh, best scene? Our favorite scene? I really liked um, Baby Rat at um what's her names granny's yeah at granny's like just zaniba i like that whole like them running on the wheel and i was like why the fuck would they do that there's a big baby doesn't like was so <laughs> spoiled and all of a sudden he wants to run on a wheel and eat fat cookies and i, I don't know i thought it was funny and i liked it so i think on the, on the journey there he's like man i need to work out yeah <laughs> but also she's like i'll carry you and he's like fuck you bitch <laughs> <laughs> his face totally said that yeah, yeah. no I, he verbally said it you didn't hear him <laughs> uh, no. so he's in japanese i like <laughs> i like baby rat at granny's nice so granny's in general was Granny fun scene. okay my turn mm-hmm. my favorite scene is is always the train scene yeah with the uh 
Six Stop, is that what it's called? The, boring. the song? The, the, song. Boring. Oh, the song and the train scene. I don't know. There's something. I always feel something during that. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the Boredom. fact that all this chaos has been going on since resting. the yeah. beginning of the movie. You've got all this stuff, all this stuff, all this stuff. And then it's you get really... to that scene and everything calms down for a moment where you can like just take a deep breath after you know your mind being you relax. know it's probably just because yeah. you're back. really excited that no face is normal again. yeah and you get no face being adorable and she's you like, know showing up in the train and she's being nice to him and yeah, it's all so sad for a second yeah and i mean even yeah. thinking about door. thinking about what you know literally came just before it is like send being chased down by no face, no face. Monster. By yeah, trying no to face. eat her. Yeah, wanted so to kill like, her. Basically, literally right after that, we get the most relaxing scene in any movie ever. Yeah, like, and it, the ambiance of it is very mo- melancholy. We see like these spirits. Are they real people? Are they dead? What are they? You know, like we see a little yeah. girl at a train stop. I was like, uh, what's going on here? What's the story? Like a lot yeah. of things are presented that have no answer, but are just endlessly interesting and endlessly and it's depressing. So pretty. Yes, it's very pretty. Very sad. Just, it, it touches your heart every yeah, single time. Yeah, every single time I feel something really hard, and that's always I always look forward to that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'll let you keep it. Because <laughs> I was thinking that scene could have been cut for the for more grainy scene. Really? <laughs> Heck yeah, it was no. really long. It, I was just like, yeah, okay, I, like, okay, I, I assumed it was to express mm. how far away and how hard it is to get to where they're going. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so it's really just for the fucking song? Oh my god. It's, okay, the never director mind. Is straight cut up, that. The director should have said he likes it in his movies to give the audience a break and a moment to kind of... He, I think he specifically said, like, Western movies, it's all action all the time. The audience never the has best. time to stop and reflect until after the movie's over. He says he likes to have pit stops within the movie for that's the audience to kind of reflect on everything that's happened so that that connection is established before they leave the theater or you know the living room it's like so yeah. it's i like it a lot i think it works wonders so my brain thinks in a movie is they're showing me this because it has something to do with the story that's not that i need to do and this is why i probably have the biggest problem right it's it does not feel like traditional filmmaking in any way whatsoever no so it's, my brain went oh they're showing me this because they want me to know how long it takes nope. to get there it's so it, far away it's hard to get there it does accomplish that goal but that's hardly the reason why it's there so now i'm annoyed by that scene <laughs> <laughs> i think for me my favorite scene. Well, you go last because this is. Oh, your movie. yeah, yeah sure. you always go. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say my favorite is. <clears throat> oh. Uh, the boiler man. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, I don't remember his name. We were trying to. Goro. We we're trying to Goro? remember it. No, it's not Goro. <laughs> Goro is from Mortal Kombat. That does sound Kamaji. Kamaji. That's right. Uh, I I liked both scenes with him, but I think my favorite was the last one, where uh. He's, I mean, he was just so the train cool, and he gives her the train tickets. It was so sweet. Yeah, for sure. But I like the first one also, just because I like all that. Nobody has train my, tickets. The, the first time I, re- I started like being like, okay, I'm interested in this was all the little Ash people. Mm-hmm. I liked them. Oh, yeah. I felt so bad, though, when he said – because I didn't realize – he said there's all this Ash around. I didn't realize what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I just have to put a spell on them, and they do on what the I want. And I was like – what the hell? That's so sad. <laughs> I didn't realize he was saying he turned Ash into yeah, those yeah. creatures. Yeah. It's funny so you bring that up because that's literally my thing. favorite scene in the movie, the footballs. Mm. I, I think it's it's got like that almost Disney-esque charm to it. Yeah, yeah, that's very... For sure. And the, I love the music that accompanies it. Mm-hmm. It It's that perfect Ghibli scene. Mm. Very little dialogue. 
audiovisual storytelling on all levels. It's it's exciting. It's kind of got an action, a driving action in it, with the music going heavy and her trying to drag the coal to the the fireplace, facing her fears. That's kind of the last time. It's not the last time, but it's it's kind of a clear transition from her being a coward to being kind of finding some courage, you know, addressing the scary fireplace. You know? Yeah, and I love when they all squash themselves. Right, and it's got that funny <laughs> moment. It's just, it's got so many, like, I'm going to say layers again. It's it, There's so many things to love about that. It's like an along. onion. Yes. It's like, like Shrek. <laughs> they came Shrek out around stuff. the same time, you know. <laughs> they stole from Shrek and the never-ending story yeah. and Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> but I, I love that scene. It, it's from the soundtrack i think it's one of those standout moments uh that that theme this is just like a piano guys it made me want to get a a newt a roasted newt their obsession with that why they never explained why they like that at first when he's offering it i'm like ew why would she want that you think she's gonna take this i thought he was just being like she's gonna be like you want this i don't know why would i want (laughs) but then she took it i'm like oh it's a precious commodity clearly i love that because i don't know why newt is one of my favorite words (laughs) it's just so newt scamander it's so cute newt Hmm. i've always loved that word yeah it's funny it's funny i don't care for the lizard itself i just like the word newt Hmm. scamander newt I'll turn you into a newt. I'm just trying to make sure I didn't forget any. Thing. Newt. <laughs> I got better. I got better. <laughs> she turned me into a newt. Oh. Hmm. So, I mean, do you have a favorite character out of the main cast? Uh, I don't know. Come on, Jimmy. Baby rat. Baby rat. Seth? Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna be your typical white girl and say no face. <laughs> what up? <laughs> I would have said that, but honestly, Baby Rat was real cute. Uh, 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 I like communicating uh, that way too. So <laughs> 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 when I want something, just <laughs> you actually do that. Uh, I do do that. I know. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks once again for listening to Geek Cinema Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast app. And go to iTunes either way and leave us a review, please. The reviews make a difference. And uh, join us next week. Star Wars. It's out. Tonight. I'm editing this on Thursday. It came out tonight on all the previews. And so... We're going to go see it and do a podcast. It should be up Wednesday. So come join us for that and go say hey to us online. We're at Geek Cinema on Instagram. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekcinemapod and twitter.com slash geekcinemapod. So we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bada bing, bada boom.